fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast where we make our own luck. This movie was riddled with those lines. <laughs> it was a there fucking landmine of them. Yeah. I don't even remember that part. So really? <laughs> no. He but said it like four times. Yeah, well, he said it four times, but in the beginning. Or they reference yeah. it four times. Whatever. It's the cornerstone <laughs> of his entire character. Yes, yeah. well, and I watched it today. It's guys, guys, save it for the podcast, okay? Doing it. <laughs> My name is Joe, and I'm joined tonight by four other Cape Crusaders. Got sequel? The only podcast that isn't wearing hockey pads. That was my other choice. Every week? You're going to get it, don't worry. <laughs> I believe Oh, he's going to get it. Probably the Rocketeer. line in that movie. I'm a rocket man. That is not in that movie at all. <laughs> Corey? The only podcast that wants you to know where he got these scars. Matt? The only podcast that wants to watch a world burn. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have done accident if I did that one, but yeah. And Frank. Uh, the only podcast that lived long enough to see itself become the villain. So, in case you haven't figured it out yet, this is our The Dark Knight episode. But before we start talking about The Dark Knight, let's do our famous segment of what we've been watching. Who? Frank. Um, I just finished Blacklist, so I'm done with that. And I was watching uh, these YouTube videos. It's Club Penguin Ruined. It's actually really funny. <laughs> if you don't know what Club Penguin is, look it up. I'm not going to try to explain it. Fair enough. <laughs> Matt? Uh, I've been watching a puppy pissing shit in my house. Because I got a puppy. And that's what he does. And now he's sleeping on the floor. So if you hear snoring, that's him. He's got a respiratory infection, people, okay? Just edit it. Out. I don't think I want to see that movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long title. Yeah. No, but he's getting better. He's getting better. In the We've only had him three days, Ew. so we're working on it. How about you, Corey? I have uh, been watching... I should say, I watched uh, two of my best friends get married over the weekend. Wow. And then on Sunday, I watched Neil Young and Willie Nelson actually still be able to play guitar. Really had low expectations. Still pulling it off. They are old. How old are they? They've got to be late 70s, early 80s. It's got to be that. Willie Nelson especially. Neil Young might be somewhat younger than that, but not by much. His name is Young. There it is again. Forever Young. That was Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan wrote Forever Young. Oh, I know. Come on. I wasn't saying one of them did. Come on. (laughs) Don't fight me with Bob Dylan, goddammit. No one is, for the last time, Corey. No one's ever fighting about Bob Dylan. <laughs> and sequel? I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane on Saturday. How was that? Very good until the third act. I don't like the third act. Uh, so do they actually have acts, right? or are you just being fancy? I'm being fancy. Gotcha. It had nothing to do with Cloverfield. It doesn't have anything to do with Cloverfield. That's no, good. That's it happens at the same... It literally happens at the same moment, isn't it? Maybe. I thought, that, I thought that was the concept, was that it's a whole different scenario, a whole different place. From what I read. the exact same moment. From what I read, they made the movie, and we're like, how are we going to market this? <laughs> Slap Cloverfield in the title. Hmm. So, there you go. Which is pretty much what they did, it seems like. Fair enough. It's pretty good. Isn't Fred Flintstone in that? What's his actual John name? Goodman. John Goodman. Very good actor. Oh my god. You know him as Fred Flintstone. That was your <laughs> reference point, Fred Flintstone? I mean, yeah. Holy shit. How old is this guy? Yeah. Fuck no, fuck not right. that old, man. Fuck me, right? 
I'm Fine. I'm Frank Young. Swear to God, Don't Hubert. I swear to God, if you let another joke fall like that. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Joe, how about you? I watched the movie London Has Fallen. Oh, it has Aaron Eckhart in it. Much like the movie we're going to talk about in a moment. That movie wasn't very good. No. Who's Aaron Eckhart? Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> he played Harvey Dent. Oh! I don't know his actual I thought it was good. I didn't think so. Okay. Apparently it's a sequel. I think the first one was Olympus Has Fallen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's, okay, I didn't that's see that DC one. and this one's London. Uh, yeah, I but didn't see that one. This one just was not Washington, very good. DC. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> they made a comic book story? It was Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, it's Gerard Butler. It was okay, I guess. Not great. Um, Stone it. Two? It's not good. That was quick. That was quick. He had that ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's no editing, people. That was that quick. Slung it out like a gunslinger. And that's what we've been watching. Let's get into our movie facts for The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was made in 2008. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, who actually has a pretty impressive resume compared to most of the directors we talk about. He gave us Memento, Insomnia, mm-hmm. Batman Begins, The Prestige, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, which is after this one. Spoilers! <laughs> and Interstellar. Those are all, like, very good for the most part. Yeah. Inception. Memento's good, too. Probably he's got a hard arm for Tom Hardy? Yeah, probably. Cool. And Christian Bale. And Michael Caine? What else is Christian Bale in besides the Batman movies? Prestige. Oh, right, Prestige. What's Tom Hardy in of those? Oh, and Tom Hardy's in that. No. I didn't see Oh, yeah, Tom Hardy's in that, too. No. Mm-mm. No, that's, uh, what's his name? Who plays the other Hugh guy? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. Oh, right, Christian Bale plays the twins. Yeah. Spoilers! Sorry, guys. God damn it. Lucky that doesn't fall in the purview. You're right. Sorry if you've never seen that movie. <laughs> Listen, you don't know what context it's in. It's really anything except the cast, so. Yeah. It's a good cast. Go see it. Prestige is good. Speaking of casts, <laughs> the cast of The Dark Knight is Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Michael Caine, and Morgan Freeman. Michael Caine. All names I can pronounce this time. It was a great week. It's a good week for you, Joe. <laughs> can we uh, have a moment of silence and a quiet sip for our boy Heath Ledger? Who? <laughs> Jared Leto's not in this movie. Wow. Ruined it. Fucking Heath Ledger was a saint, god damn it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Not in this movie. Hey, save it for the podcast. The budget for the movie is one hundred <laughs> was $185 million. It grossed $1 billion, $4 million. Good for them. Wow. $1.4 billion? No, no. $1.004 billion. Oh, $1.004. But close. Math is hard. Did you say one million four? One billion four million dollars. Oh, four million. Yeah, not four hundred. Uh, okay, I because yeah. when you oh, said wow, it got that much. Damn, it still broke a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's I did not know that. So much Good for them. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's almost the amount of money that like the Joker burns the at the end. Almost. Yeah, great, great. We're not god damn it! We're not at the spoiler section yet. He's talking about burning money again. Guys are spoilers. So for ratings, they're pretty high. Rotten Tomatoes give this movie a ninety-four percent. Certified fresh. The audience also gave it a 94%. (laughs) IMDb gave this movie a 9 out of 10. Metacritic gave it an 82. And the user score on Metacritic is 8.9. Metacritic's tough. Tough graders. Right? It is. I'm not really sure what formula they use. I don't even think it's like people. It's just they average things. 
<laughs> I was gonna say meta makes it sound like the aggregate of the thing, so that's yeah. probably where it comes from. Makes so sense. Pulling. Remember Metacrawler, the search engine guys? No, no. Great. 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 Jeeves. Wow. Now yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, so no one remembers Metacrawler. So guess what, everyone? I'm old. That's all I have for movie facts on the Dark Knight. So let's get into our general thoughts, and then we'll do some spoilers and everything else. Corey. I was trying to decide if I was going to pull a Joe and play this one close to the chest today or not. Um, I'm not. I love this movie. This is probably my favorite movie of the ones that we've done so far. A lot like Mad Max, it has a production value that makes it clean, which is something that sometimes these movies lack a little bit. Um, I maintain Heath Ledger is the best Joker that has ever been, and considering Jared Leto's performance, may be the best one to come for a while. Um, Do you mean live action or, or like, total Joker? Oh, live action. Okay. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the best live action Joker we've ever seen. Um, and his role in this movie just set it apart from so many other things that it's it's amazing. Sequel? No, I think this is the best Batman movie ever. I don't think it's that close. I mean, you got the 89 Keaton movie probably be second, but a distant second. I mean, this movie takes that movie and just updates everything and makes it way better. The casting's great. I agree with Corey on almost all of his points. It's not the best movie I think we've reviewed so far. My favorite's still Mad Max, but this this is definitively the best Batman movie ever made. Fight me on it. Matt? Uh, this sure was a Batman movie. Um, he was in it, he did some stuff, the Joker was in it. Uh, did he good. also do some stuff? He did some stuff. Okay. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm over the, the, the hatred of the universe and the characters, so I will, uh, I'll just go from there. It is, the battle lines have been drawn. <laughs> Considering our seats at the table. <laughs> this is true. This divide works. And Frank? This was a good movie. This is the second time I've seen it. I saw it when it first came out. I didn't love it then, but I didn't hate it. So, uh, that, that being said, I definitely enjoyed this movie. There's a couple parts that were a little boring, but it wasn't like enough to make me start dozing off. And Christian Bale's not my favorite Batman, but we'll get there. I think this is a really good movie. It's obvious it's not my favorite one that we've done yet either, but I will agree with sequel is definitely, I think it's the best Batman movie it's ever been. Made and no, it's not close. Although I think second would probably be Batman Begins, not not the Keaton one. But yeah, Christian Bale's not bad as Batman, but it doesn't hurt the movie by being there. The movie's still really good. So that's gonna do it for our general thoughts. Let's uh, do some spoiler warning, and then we'll get into our full discussion of the movie. So from this point forward, we're gonna be spoiling. I'm gonna say everything, but probably not everything, but most things that happened in the Dark Knight. So if you haven't seen it yet. Go see it. It's good. And then come back and join us for the rest. And thanks for coming back. Hi. Hey. How'd you like it? We Did missed you. Did you have popcorn? Did you have half-popped popcorn? Let's ask about that. Because that's a fucking shit show. Is that a thing? What? Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> We've established this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, everyone yes, knows... it is a thing. ...that the hull is the part that hurts your teeth mm-hmm. and gets stuck... And you have to use floss and all this shit. Apparently, people want half pop popcorn. There are insane people who want teeth paint. I mean, I eat roasted corn kernels, but they're like that. 
Those are about to be softer than a popcorn. Yeah, kernel. roasted corn kernels are soft. I mean, pop popcorn is hard. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, great. I'm just saying. What do, I, what do they do with the half popped popcorn? You I, put it in your mouth and you eat it. And they rack up I dental like bills. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I you ever got that piece that's like so in yeah. in your fucking gum yeah, for days. and you can't get it out, and then two days later you like yank it out and you're like, when the fuck did I have popcorn? <laughs> that's what those people are buying a bag of. <laughs> this is from the Dark Knight premiere. <laughs> that was six years ago. <laughs> Oh, you should go to the dentist. Well, around 2009? Fuck yourself. Dentist expensive. Same year as Iron Man. Back in the week. I don't know where we are either. Uh, <laughs> we are spoilers, uh, and now we're we're talking about the movie. Right. We're getting, getting into in. the, the full. Getting into the meat and potatoes. So, did anybody else read the article that Matt posted from the Nerdist? Fuck! I started it and didn't finish it. No. Yes. I I read it from top to bottom, and I agree with every line of that article. Before you go on. Thank you, Nerdist, for being a fan of the podcast. Uh, we are the okay the with the fact that you don't want to acknowledge it publicly yet. But if you want to do a piece, get in contact with our Joe. He'll give you the uh, he'll me. give you the deets. You can get to us at, at ZTH. Oh no, it's just ZTH Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Or or they, if they want to tweet at us, they can direct message us on tweets yeah. at ZTH Podcast on Twitter. It works. What was that? Three weeks in a row, they've dropped like a big article about yeah. like the movie that we. They ju- have to be we all- They're some- shadowing us. Somebody- it was Batman Day the other day. Some it's not asshole- out of the blue. Some asshole's got a job with them, <laughs> and just happens to see our messages and goes, "Well, I haven't wrote that article yet. I might as well." <laughs> At Lucas Farts. But the the guy pretty much goes to say that this sets a. St- like sets the standard not for Batman movies but for comic book movies, and I thoroughly agree. It wasn't until this the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy comes out begins the Dark Knight that we really start seeing superhero movies that have a strong basis in reality. Like this is this is where that kind of gets its jump start, as far as I'm concerned, anyways. So for that. That alone makes this movie incredibly important, especially for what it is that we do here. So that that article's great. If you if you so setting the standard in today's comic book movie world, it needs to be the movie that every comic book movie is compared to, and there's not a lot that will actually hold up to it. There are some. There are certainly some that will. I'm sure that the Avengers movies will. I'm I mean, sure that Civil War will in the long run. Yeah. But this sets a standard that most of these movies are trying to live up to today. I would argue it's kind of apples and oranges. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, because I feel like when you bring the Avengers in, you're going to get a certain type of crowd, but everybody's going to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas Batman, you're going to get the Batman fans to go. And maybe a couple random moviegoers. You know what I mean? This movie crossed over a billion dollars. No, that's fair. Everybody saw it. Yeah, that's fair, and it is a good movie. But setting uh, that standard doesn't really match up in today's world, I don't think. I think The Avengers does today's comic book movies standard more than The Dark Knight does. Go ahead. But what I think it's trying to say is that this movie is the most well-rounded movie in this genre. It is easily the strongest movie from start to finish. Yes, there may be some points where you start kind of feeling that lull, right? but then it picks right back up. So yeah, it may be ebbs and flows a little bit, but from start to finish, like, e- even on my critiques here, like, they're, they're they're so minimal. They're nitpicky at best. 
I would argue, my argument was the apples oranges thing was based on like the tone of this movie. Oh, okay, I see what you're the saying. The tone of this this movie experiences no joy at any point. Oh, no. Not at all. It's Gotham. But I'm just saying... Like, it's such, no a, it's such a hopeless that's not plot. The, that's not the standard for a superhero movie. I'm not saying it's bad in this movie. It works in this movie. But that shouldn't be the standard all superhero movies are held to, is the tone of just complete realism and darkness. Because... Not complete realism, but... I think the villain really helped that premise. Because, I mean, Heath Ledger's performance was insane. Amazing. And, like, every plan that he had, they were trying to, like... He was one step ahead of them, the whole movie. So, I mean, you can't compare him to Loki because they're two different characters, but almost, like, the mm-hmm. same kind of character. So I get what you're saying. I, I, I do. But um, I do understand now that you, what you're saying with the apples and oranges and you saying and the setting the tone. It definitely set the tone, in my mind, for DC movies forever and always. Mm-hmm. Because now they're... I can't smile, I can't dance, I can't sing, I just have to be dark and gritty, because that's what works that's for Batman. What, what made a billion dollors? Right. Yeah. No humor. Yeah, exactly. No humor, no nothing, just insanity. So that makes sense to me, because at this, you just said sequel the same year, Iron Man came out. Right. And Iron Man was Iron Man, you know, mm-hmm. with the quips and the yada yada yada, and that sold tickets too. Yeah. So I feel like it set precedents, but they each set their own precedent. Mm-hmm. So. I don't necessarily think that that's, that, that that's not necessarily true. That's certainly true. And, and I don't know that the article is really talking about tone. Because you're right, the tone... The, DC took the tone and, and perverted it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They amplified it too much. It's just not... It. They took that tone and they made it almost unenjoyable. Where this was still enjoyable. And it might just be a, sim- a simple matter of how bright this movie is. Because there's a lot of light. For a movie that takes place... <laughs> for a superhero that does all of his work strictly between sundown and sunrise, there's a lot of light in this movie. So that may even just be some sort of subliminal way to like make it kind of lighter, theoretically and fi- I'm sorry, figurator- figurative- mm-hmm. figuratively and metaphorically. Well, I mean, look at Bruce Wayne, completely light, light character. Yeah, he was just like a dope. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was a dope. Just happened to be there the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was it was funny because like you know he gets out of the helicopter and he's all like, "Yeah, this is my party, man. This is my restaurant, man." You know what I mean? It's just like, "Oh, you got money." Well, that's his ruse. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's his act. That's how Bruce Wayne no, throws no, no. people off. I'm just saying it lightens the tone a little bit with that. Oh, I see. Okay. Whereas you're it's coming like down with the Batman and you're coming up with the Bruce Wayne. Sure. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Sure. I definitely did like the the uh, the stark contrast between Wayne and Batman because it makes it so much more believable that he is this crazy guy at night when he's spending his days sleeping in business meetings mm-hmm. and stitching himself up in his ridiculous cave. I like his cave and hate his cave at the same time. It's it's a really weird paradox where I'm like it's it's the the room from the Matrix. And you're pulling things out of the ground and the walls. And there's a there's a shipping container? What the fuck is going on? Where's the T-Rex? Like no one's seen the... There's no cave. There's no, yeah, there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I do like the stark contrast because all the other Bruce Waynes you think of, they still like functioned as Bruce Wayne. They're like, <laughs> come on, Kate Basin... Uh, Kate Basinger? Basinger? Kim. Kim? Kim Bassinger? Come on, Kim Bassinger, let's go to my meeting. Oh, I have a love... Oh, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with Batman. <laughs> well, I can tell you something about him. 
Oh, wait, Mr. Freeze is here. Let me change. It's a bad movie. Yes, it is. Well, I think I combined like six movies. You did. You did. Definitely did. You I'm going to break it down in my head right now. I'm not sure who Batman was in your head in this metaphor, but Clooney. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more like a king. <laughs> but back to this to the actual movie and talking about the actual movie, what did everybody think of the opening sequence? I loved it. Right? It was great. Oh, Amazing. yeah, the opening sequence was really fun. It's more fun the first time you see it, because <sighs> upon a second viewing, you know who the Joker is mm-hmm. the it's entire such a quick, time. But smart heist. Yeah, it's a smart heist. I love heist, how yeah. they got out of it. It was just like, oh, school buses, great, good job. He... How he got yeah, out right, of it. Right, that's right. what's brilliant about it. Yeah. From the and like that's how you know he's already playing chess. He's playing chess with like pawns early because that he's seeing how people react to things. Because mm-hmm. he's using normal people too. He's not using Arkham escapees. He's not yeah. using mob people. He's just using low lives that want to make a quick buck. So he's seeing how people in Gotham actually react, which is what is making his decision. Which is helping his decision making, but it also shows that it's this movie is about the Joker. Yeah, this this movie is so much more about the Joker than it will ever be about Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, good on them though. Yeah, because they yeah. casted him. Well. Yeah, it was a really good. Game. And I would have loved to see ten more minutes of that heist. You know what I mean? I mean, that would have been excessive to me. Maybe five more minutes. I feel like that worked. <laughs> I feel like the length was appropriate. I like heist stuff, so yeah. that's fair. Especially yeah. if it's orchestrated How many heist well. Are in our purview, not enough. We did Ant Man already. Some. <laughs> the Ant May movie will be a heist movie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Even the end of the heist with the Take school bus around. pulling out of the bank and just perfectly going in line with the other school buses. That was, like, <laughs> that was crazy to me. I was like, how did he time <laughs> this exact moment? And if you look at the people walking across the street, that school bus has all this rubble on it and people aren't even like turning around. Well, no, it shakes off as it goes. Right. Yeah, but, but it makes noise. Yeah, right? no, you I would, know. You would turn. If, yeah. And then, but I love that it shakes most of it off and I'm just like, ah, it's just joining a line of buses. <laughs> and now what's... And wee, 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 wee. The bus driver like that's behind that bus. What the hell is he thinking? <laughs> yeah. Why was that bus... <laughs> yeah, that big. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In this movie, they make it ridiculous... They're like, everyone is evil. Everyone's on the take. Everyone's taking money from this guy, this guy, this guy. How many people does everyone know in this room that's taking money from my boss? I mean, that I'm going to disclose here? Yes, that you're going to disclose here. None. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, they also set... Again, the, a lot of a lot of that stuff is precedent that was set in Batman Begins. Everybody was on the take. No, I get it, Begins. but I'm just saying, I feel like in this movie it's like... Everyone is getting come on. How much money do these people have, and how much? How much it, are their fingers in everything? Like it has to bite them in the ass at some point. But I understand that's the Gotham they want to build. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like everyone is taking the buck. How did? I know I'm jumping the gun, but I want to know. How did we like Harvey Dent? Oh God. Good. I like fun. Good performance, different take on the character than you see in the animated series and the Tom Lee Jones performance. He's way less crazy in this than right. like Harvey Dent normally is before. Well, that, that's what makes him Two-Face. I mean, it does, but like, it's just, this one sort of is like more the madness angle. Like he's driven to become Two-Face as opposed to he's always been Two-Face. I agree with Joe on that part, but I also think he played a better Harvey Dent than a Two-Face. I mean, it's also one of the few times you really see Harvey Dent 
prior to being Two-Face. Usually it's a lot of flashback type stuff. Um, but I thought he played a great Harvey Dent. And even his Two-Face, I think it's just before he becomes the Two-Face we know and love today. I was saying today, uh, when I was not talking about this before the podcast, that I Liar. think in this movie, Harvey Dent is, is a little bit nerfed. Like, I feel like he's such a better villain than the amount of time they actually gave him. Well, because they put him in a movie with the Joker. Right, that's what, what I'm problem. saying. Like, like I feel like I would have rathered him not be in the movie at that point. Because I feel like his five minutes of fame was almost a waste of the character. Do I like what they do with him? Sure, I do. I do... And I like the the angle that he took and all this stuff, but I feel like it was more like he was cast well too. He was cast well, but it was just like Two Face was so much cooler than that, you know, like in the animated series and, and Tommy Lee Jones and stuff. And he's supposed but, to be crazy, yeah, because he's Two Faced, yeah, exactly, which I like. Like he's supposed to have a schmiegel and and you know Gollum conversation. Personally, for me, the animated series is my favorite Batman thing. So yeah, of I mean. I thought this did a, stayed true to the animated series because in the first season of the animated series, Harvey Dent's a character for like five or six episodes. He's like a recurring character. Then he becomes Two-Face. He's like Bruce Wayne's fa- friend and Batman's friend. And uh, you, you kind of get that in this movie. It, although Bruce Wayne's kind of David, like a rivalry and a jealousy thing going on, but they're still working together for like a common goal. So I thought that paralleled well. I like the way they... The angle they took with this. Because if you look at the Tom Lee Jones, Batman Forever, he's, he had no origin. He's just there. He's insane. And it's just all visual, you know? And the look is crazy. I mean, it's it's spectacular. Yeah, they did good. They, they did a good job with that. Just to go backtrack a touch, I think that what Matt was saying about wasting Harvey Dent or wasting Two-Face isn't wrong. But I think that that was a choice that was made under the assumption that at some point this was going to continue. That this would, like, this trilogy would eventually become what we now see as the DCEU. Or, yeah? DCEU, yep. Yes, got it. So, for that, like, it's like, you show him, you see his origin underlying a movie that's mostly about the Joker. He becomes Two-Face. You have a little bit of a Two-Face battle at the end. He gets away. Guess what? After he after Batman fucks up Bane, Two Face comes in. You know what I mean? So I think that like I think that the, the plan was just you know you have to s- separate it. I'm surprised they went as far with Two Face as they did. When I found out Harvey Dent was going to be in the movie, I figured it was going to be if anything he becomes Two Face and that's it. We never oh, yeah. see him again. I mean, I would have liked that. I think it would have been better too. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure he dies in this movie. No, he does. Yeah. And second of all, I would argue the reverse of that. I think they know it was going to be like a self-contained story arc, so he probably figured, you know what, let's get Two-Face in there. Yeah. Because we're going to have like three, maybe four movies, and that's it, so people are going to want to see him. And then without without Harvey Dent and Two-Face, like, this movie is much shorter, and this movie lacks the all the themes and just, it's just Batman chasing around the Joker. <laughs> Which would have been fun. It would have been fun, but not as good. Mm-hmm. I guess in hindsight, they killed off the wrong villain, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Based on what happened in real life, it's cold. <laughs> but that's you also something you can't predict, right? Yeah. yeah. Nor that's can unfortunate. You, hindsight. Nor can you ever actually kill off the Joker, right? Like that is the quintessential villain, well, in my personal opinion. So, yeah, like, well, the quintessential. I don't know. Villain, yeah. 
Certainly Batman. Definitely. Unless someone else takes off the mantle. I'm sorry. You can kill off the Joker. <laughs> the Arkham games did it, and they did it well. They pulled took they, three games. But they, they pulled it off. <laughs> took three games. Well, they killed him off in the second one. And what happened in the third one? They have him as... They do a great job, and they have him as, like, in Batman's head. Spoilers, what if we do that on the podcast? I don't think we will. No, I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk about a playthrough of... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> what part did right? you get up? I will gladly make a bonus episode of me and Siegel talking about our playthroughs of any of the Arkham games. If you want to hear that, <laughs> tweet at us at ZTH That's podcast. a different audience and a different project altogether. That's true. <laughs> I forgot Scarecrow was in this. How could you forget it? Like, He's the only one that, that beats the sequel standard. Yeah. <laughs> He's the asshole that beats the sequel standard for three fucking movies. <laughs> He's in all three, isn't he? Yes. And he's so. And weird. I hate it. And I hate it every single yeah, every time. Part he's in Why? Like two minutes long. Because he's, he's in there for twenty seconds, and then he's back in jail, and then in the next one he gets out of jail to be an <laughs> asshole sitting on a chair. Yeah. And then he's done. But that's Batman, though. He doesn't kill off these villains. They're I get no. I get it, which is again. why I, I like it. it. But to you, you're like, I hate that all the villains die all the time. So this well, asshole lives, like and that. that's better because he shows up two <laughs> two times. Yes. Okay. <laughs> In The Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Scarecrow is not supposed to be sitting at that chair. That is meant to be the Joker. If Heath Ledger had not passed away, I bet money that would be the Joker up there. No. Yes. yes. That's It's based uh, on an yes. episode of the animated series, which is based from a comic, and it's the Joker's the judge in that scene. Really? So, yeah. That makes no sense with the character they built in this movie. That makes no sense that he would give a shit. About this, I feel like he it's would get chaos let out. and anarchy. That's all he, he gets to control chaos and anarchy. Which as is a like general, an oxymoron. Yeah, I feel like him bit. as a judge controlling chaos and anarchy is a. I feel like he would get let out and just be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go start fucking shit up over here." We're also talking about a crazy person who's somehow brilliantly masterminding the the fall of Gotham, mm-hmm. both mo- both as <clears throat> destroying the mob and destroying like the government of Gotham in one false swoop. This is a crazy person doing it. So when he says, I'm not crazy, no I'm not, like in that first scene, mm-hmm. maybe he's not. Like, mind-blowing. I could totally see him playing up that oxymoron. Totally could say it. We'll never know. Rest in peace. I mean, he set, he set a standard for villains. Charles set a standard for Batman villains. <clears throat> Definitely Batman villains. Also DC villains. Maybe Marvel villains? I feel like Loki set the tone for Marvel villains, but I can't deny that Heath Ledger is like one of the best performances mm-hmm. probably ever. Yeah. I oh, know, it's fantastic. This top to bottom. Well, he won the Supporting Actor Award, right, for that mm-hmm. this movie. Yes. And a lot of people argue that if, if he, he didn't, didn't die. die... Now, I look this up. Here we go. The other four people nominated that year for Best Supporting Actor... Josh Brolin and Milk. I don't know if anyone ever saw that oh, movie. Oh, God, that movie touched me. I saw Milk, but I don't even remember who he played in that He's movie. He's the senator that shoots Harvey Milk at the end. I don't really... Spo- First of all, spoilers. Whatever. Second of- <laughs> don't see Milk. It's not that good. Sorry. Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. <sighs> I don't know. I, I was shocked to read that. It's a comedy. As usually, they don't, the Academy doesn't go that route. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie Doubt... I didn't like that movie. I mean, he's good in it, but it's... It's a very boring movie. It, it's so boring. Right. 
And then it's uh, Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road. That's the only one on this list I haven't seen, so I I can't comment on that one. But based on those nominees, without seeing the last guy... If Heath Ledger didn't win, that's that's the biggest upset. (laughs) Right. He would have won regardless, in my opinion. I don't know. Best based on all those other. See, the thing is, Heath Ledger, it's, it's not like The Crow, where there's actually an argument to be made that had Brandon Lee not died... The movie may not have been as successful. Like that, that was that we had that argument, and that's a fair argument to make. This movie, if he Ledger hadn't died, this movie would still be as good as it is. Like that, that means no, that holds no bearing on this movie because he did just such a great job at it, and the movie is just that good, right? Am I am I crazy or no? I mean, sometimes you have like for comic book movies, you have movies that are good for the genre. This movie's as good regardless. Yeah. Does it, it, it crosses past the genre. It's just a good movie. Like, you can make an argument that, like, Iron Man is just good because, like, as a comic book movie, but it's not, like, a great movie overall. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could... I don't agree with it necessarily, but I could see someone making that <laughs> argument. This is, like, breaks genre lines. It's just really good in his performance, and it is the best. That Latino mob boss is awful, though. To contract, to like contradict. I'm trying to think of the guy that 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 fights with Scarecrow at the beginning. Oh, the Russian. Oh, is he supposed to be Russian? Uh, when he I thought the he was money. Supposed... Yeah, the same guy that gets killed when he yeah. burns money. Wasn't that Russian? Oh, the guy that's in way too much of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I thought he was. Question. I thought he was supposed to be Latino. Is he yeah, the one that's eating oh, when no, he gets arrested? He's definitely Russian. Oh, he's not Latino at all. That's why he threw me off completely. Oh, that's <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That, that, that's the worst Russian accent I've ever heard, then. You owe me money! He's Gotham Russian. I guess so. Alright, well, no, no, nevertheless, the guy that's in way too much of this movie is, in fact, awful. <laughs> he is pretty pretty bad. And he's also the reason that the Joker gets so much power. He doesn't seem like he should have that much pull over the entire, like, every mob in Gotham. Sit. I want to hear what he has to say. Why? Yeah. Why? That should be Eric Roberts. Kill him now. <laughs> yeah, it should have just been a, I, I, that. That's like probably one of the most unbelievable things in this entire movie is that all of the mob people are the working crime. together and they're totally okay letting this guy that just sold sixty-eight million dollars from them at the table. Speaking of uh, the uh, what is it, the Maronis? Mm-hmm. That court scene where the uh, the guy on the bench pulls the gun. <sighs> I'm just trying to think about the logistics of it. For it to be broken, he would have needed a firing pin that was made of the Kevlar, the same material that the gun is made of. I know this is made the China joke, but I'm just thinking about it. The firing pin is the only thing that in those guns that needs to be metal because mm-hmm. it has to be used to actually strike the primer and make it work. So I was like, this is... I understand what they're going for, but... Ugh. Just pop the crap out of Normal moviegoers not really in the movie. Yeah, no, I was just so. like, what? I thought the scene was kind of dumb. Like, yeah, no, it he was got the gun in the courthouse and then it conveniently broke. Oh my yeah. god. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. like, wait. I'm not done with him, Your Honor. And then instead of being, you know, terrified because he almost just died, he's like, buy American. Ha ha ha. It's already dead. I know, but. That, ma- I mean, we. The real hero. You could easily you could easily write that off as he has to make sure that he doesn't show fear because the minute that he shows fear, it's only going to get worse for him. Mm-hmm. So by not showing, like he may have been scared shitless, 
but yeah. he's just not able to show it. So that's, you could write that's that a, all. That's almost like a borderline superpower for him to be able to not react at all instantly. Just be like, no, I have to keep all my composure. Well, he does. He does have a face. His face does get shocked when the when the trigger is pulled. He does have like a little bit like, and then he's like, oh god, I'm not dead, and then punches the guy. I took in the that face. as a, are you fucking kidding me? Look, not like. I'm scared for my life. Look, you're right. There's very there's a lot okay. of difference between those two feelings. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point, though. It could have been like a what the fuck face. body language suggested yeah. for me anyway. I just oh, he's like wow, this guy tried killing me, idiot. He was impressing that Maggie bird. Ugh. DC's Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Wow. Sequel's face just said shot <laughs> daggers. Well, she, she's shit. only in one. Kirsten Dunst is in three. Yeah, that's true. She's way better than Katie Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not looking, though. That's close. I don't think Katie Holmes is particularly like, that really? amazing looking. I found it like weird that it's two very different people, yet they do look fairly similar. They did yeah. a decent job trying they to make... They did a decent yeah. job at, like, yeah. at like bridging them, because they, they looked surprised. Because it was similar. random as fuck. What was it was the, just like, we're recasting this singular character. What was the reason for it? Was it a Tom Cruise thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, leave, I, I leave, say money, because that's usually what happens, yeah. but who knows. I leave the research to you, sequel. Or maybe they realized that she was really bad in the first well, movie. Well, I she thought there was... She did meth, and that's what she looked like. I thought there was, like, a... Tom Cruise, Scientology, you can't do certain movie type thing going on. I don't know if that was around the same time they were married, but I don't know. Very something about no that. idea, but shame on her for passing. If she, although I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find her specifically uh, strong of a character in Batman Begins. <laughs> her sliding down the roof. Ah. <laughs> I mean, she knew he was going to catch her. I mean, that seems to be the trend. The people that should be having, like, much more intense reactions to things. Harvey Dent should have been more reactive about being shot. And she should have been more scared about falling off of a fucking building. Everyone's just on Valium all the time. Yeah. Just very calm. That makes a lot of sense, actually. (laughs) Her best scene. Very calm lying on top of the crushed car, though. She was like, ah, thanks. Is Harvey okay? Okay, cool. <laughs> See you at home. Not a scratch. She flips her hair. I'm out of here. When can I get it? Ow. <laughs> she also seems to have fallen, like, oh, here like next to his body and not, like, on his body. Yeah. I was like, so she still would have been crushed, right? Well, the, the idea is that he's, he slowed the fall with the spin and the, yeah. the bat wings. Oh, that cape. Yeah. I, I, do, I do like the, the gliding cape. It's fun. Not gonna lie, that was pretty cool. I'm gonna shoot off that to another part of the movie because it goes back to that scene where he has to save her from the penthouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget where it is, but uh, in the movie. But when she's talking to to Harvey on the phone, and he's like, "Get to the p- where? Do you, is there anywhere safe you can go?" She's like, "Bruce's penthouse. It's the safest place in the city." The Joker already got in there. <laughs> the window Why would you not think? That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. I never. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I was like yelling at my TV. I'm like, "Are you an idiot? <laughs> you were there. The window probably hasn't even been replaced yet." Thanks for paying attention. Yeah. Thank you. That's too funny. That's yeah. Damn. Did not put that together. It, unless the basic assumption was that Joker was bound to be out hunting Harvey Dent Batman, like there was no way that 
she, he was going to bother to circle back to Bruce's penthouse just mm. to check if she was there. Yeah, because he had no idea Bruce was Batman at that point. No, yeah. If we're talking about things that are surprising, um, did anyone else um, miss what the Batpod actually was? It's the front two wheels. I did not know that. I thought it was the one side. I originally thought that. And then I'm watching it this time, I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, the second wheel popped out? The front two wheels? No, the front two wheels of the Batpod. So it, like, bursts out, like, the one wheel... And he, like, flips around like a fucking tilt-a-whirl, and then the other wheel snaps into place, and then he... Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't okay, now this this is insanity. I thought it was cooler than the Tumblr, honestly. It makes a lot of sense when you think about, like, the fact that a motorcycle has to be connected on both ends. Mm-hmm. No axle-type apparatus attach wheels from front to back. Yeah. So, like, usually you have an axle across the yeah. front, axle across the back, and then the one in the middle. So there's no way for that to work. I noticed it the second time I watched it because I saw it in an IMAX theater. Oh, okay. Right after it came out. So, like, I saw... Like, it's, it, like, it's hyper-zoomed in, essentially, because it's so big. You're a wizard, Brucey. Oh, that. It's just, like, when I saw the movie, I was, like, I totally forgot that he actually, like, moved his, like, command center in the in the tumbler already. Like, he's like, all right, well, this thing's fucked. And he, like, primed the pump for the bad pod. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then when it popped out, I'm like, wait, what? It was a... Front two? Just made no sense to me. And I was like, all right, whatever. Thanks, Alfred. And it's like, this is where all the guns are. Right here. (laughs) Yeah, I do like the way he blames Batman on Alfred. Like, throughout the whole movie. I like that. Are you kidding me? I'm going to tell him all it's your idea. (laughs) That was a fun little... There was one joke. Yeah, that was was one one joke. joke It was over. There's a few jokes in the movie. Yeah, no, there's a couple. I mean, the Joker thought his jokes were bad. Pencil trick. That was fun. Pencil trick was awesome. The pencil trick is awesome. Again, setting the tone for the way that the Joker's going to mm-hmm. be in this. Killed a bunch of low-level scumbags to take home $68 million from the mob. And walks in laughing at their plan. And takes a se- essentially a second-in-command. And kills him by shoving a pencil eraser first into the guy's eye. That's impressive. I also like the, the suit line. Like, I didn't put that together oh, the first time I watched it. Well, it's expensive. You bought it. And I was like... Oh, I get it. Okay. He didn't have that two days ago. Now he does because he just stole $68 million or whatever he stole. Clutch. Or he's really good at sewing. Well, he, I mean, <laughs> he definitely had a tailor do it, but... And imagine then, that. And then killed the Imagine tailor. that scene. <laughs> him getting fitted for a suit. You think he went in makeup on or like... Oh, definitely. So. Definitely. You want to know how I got these scars? I was tailoring my last suit. <laughs> I love that he changed the story every time he wanted to talk about that. Yeah, that's yeah, the joke. Yeah, that was so that's cool. Yep. I was like, yes. We talked about it a couple times on the podcast. None of them are real. Yeah. None of those were actually yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, no, well, that's it. None of them are real. Yeah. That's yeah. my major criticism of the 89 movie, too, is they give the Joker a definitive yes. background. Agreed. Right? And you can't do that. Agreed. Nope. Very important one at that. Yeah. <laughs> he turns to be the one. The plot of the movie. The entire <laughs> plot of the movie. <laughs> Although I do like Nicholson's Joker. Oh, yeah. That's because... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he was a bad That's joker. That's because it's 89. <laughs> Do you think that Heath Ledger took some inspiration from other things? I saw a little bit of animated. I saw a little bit of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I, saw... I, think that's exactly what, I think that's exactly what he did. I think he took what he loved about Mark Hamill's and what he loved about Jack Nicholson's, read the script and realized that the universe was going to be hyper-realistic and found yeah. 
his Joker. Yeah, he made it things. his own, but like I saw a little bit. Of no, it. you do. You do. You see little little. They definitely took little... inspiration mm-hmm. from the previous Jokers. I saw more inspiration in Leto's. I I could actually like pick out like parts of like the other Jokers in his performance in Suicide Squad. The the three seconds he was on screen. It's such a minuscule part. But I'm just saying, like I could see it more there than I can. Heath Ledger's a Joker onto himself, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, you could say like, okay, well this is kind of this, but. He's too chaos focused for me to really say he's actually following anyone. Because no other Joker has ever been so loose cannon. Mm-hmm. They're loose cannons, yes. But literally, there's nothing attached, and he's just shooting shit to shoot shit. He puts a, bo- a gun to his own head. He's the craziest of the crazy, yeah. Yeah. basically. With some, with, with a very strange level of control. I think that's kind of, again, the weird dichotomy of his psyche is that he's managing to control all of those things. He's the puppet master, he's playing chess, whatever you want to say, whatever metaphor you want to use. He's insane, but he's also like a genius. Yeah. Like, he's really good at reading people and figuring out what they're going to do and their hidden motivations and just... I would love... He gets it. Yeah, I would love to see a Batman-Superman movie where Lex Luthor teams up with the Joker. That would be... Awesome. That would be... And if only so we could have had this Joker. Yeah. If we could oh have had God. this Joker in that movie instead of, well, really most of the rest of it, like that would... <laughs> well, you would be lighthearted, like, making it too light, to be totally honest. I mean, yeah, he was dark, but, like, essence of BVS was just taken to a whole new level. That's yeah. the whole point. Like, if he could have lightened this movie up a little bit... Yeah, no, I know. It would have oh been good, God. but, like... You're changing the whole movie. Just Lex Luthor <laughs> trying to, like, talk to the Joker and, like, make plans and reason with him would have been fucking great. Would the Joker team up with anybody, though? No. 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 I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm pretty sure Not without that, being, you know, going to kill him at the end. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point Superman has decided to take care of the Joker because he's just, like, Don't said... Do shit. He's just woken up from bed and just looked at Bruce and been like, you know, Bruce... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm just really tired of this Joker guy just beating you up day in and day out. I'm just going to take care of him. And Bruce is like, don't do it. Just don't. Stay in bed. And he just zip out the window and just takes care of the Joker. Hi, Joe. Hi, we are not even talking about anything remotely the Dark Knight anymore. No, sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> All um, right. I just want to bring... I don't want to steer us back. Okay. Like the Batpod? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, please. I'm going to go with my absolute favorite part of this movie. Do it. And it's the interrogation scene from top to bottom. I love that inter- I love what the Joker says. Like, the way that he's even trying to manipulate Batman to, like, join his crusade for anarchy. And did anybody... Has anybody ever caught the way that he manages to make Two-Face become Two-Face? Hmm. Inadvertently. He tells Batman... Where both of them are, but he gives them the reverse. He locations. gives them the reverse yeah. locations, mm-hmm. and then you skip another twenty, thirty minutes in the movie, and you t- have these two groups of people on a boat, and he says, "You have the remote control of the bomb in the opposite boat." I am one hundred percent sure that they had their own. They had their own. Oh, they definitely had their own. I'm so sure of that, and I fucking loved it because that creates anarchy. And everybody else who has heard the announcement now thinks that the criminals have done it. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. Like, it's yeah. in one false swoop, 
you you can just create so much chaos. It's incredible how well he does it. To piggyback off that, my favorite scene was, I mean, it sounds a little dark, but I like the scene with the struggle to find them in the in the uh, warehouses mm-hmm. before they blew. Like, that whole scene was just, I felt hopeless for them. It was like, no one's coming to get you, I'm sorry. It like, would have been better if Batman was there. And Harvey Dent, like, screaming, like, no, why me? Like, it just felt for him at that point. And that's why I'm really, really glad they had Maggie Gyllenhaal and not Katie Holmes, because she's actually really good in that. That scene. was her, yeah, that was she's her like, best. It's, it's okay. She's good. It's okay, Harvey. <laughs> you see, you see her hope. It, yeah, it's gone. Like you see, you see her face. Like she's just like yeah. Because five seconds ago, she said that they were coming for her. Like like she knew, and that was Batman's intention. Yeah. But like she assumed correctly, and then all of a sudden. She's not, yeah, after being so convinced that she was going to get saved, and then just, like, it's actually a good performance. And then when they pull up, and then the building blows, I was just like, oh shit. Like, you think that this is, like, real boy, big boy stuff right here. Yeah. This is like, they can't catch up with this guy. No, they can't. And they don't. They really don't. Yeah, they no don't point. at all in the movie. Until he decides to come out into the open and face Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's no catching up to him. He's always a step ahead. Do you think that Commissioner Gordon gets that upset about that building blowing because he real because it's Harvey Dent that's in there? Because he seems really upset when that building blows. Yeah, he thinks he's going to go save Harvey Dent. Yeah, he, thinks he doesn't know that they got switched until afterwards, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. That's their hope, gone. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. He was White banking everything night. on Harvey Dent. Everybody was. Yeah. Everybody Even was. me. I'm still trying to think of my favorite scene. Um, <laughs> don't, don't wait for me, though, guys. Did the part where Gordon fakes his death in this movie piss you off as much as it did when Nick Fury did it? As much? No. But that's a trope that I just don't like to begin with. Okay, it pissed me off more when Nick Fury did why? it. because They, they dragged down Nick Fury's they, way more. True. And it happened to, already with Coulson. So I thought they were going to the well... Too many times. In this particular okay. scene, I don't like that faking your own death crap. It just bothers me. It's not a trope I like. Okay. Gordon also stayed dead, quote unquote, in this movie for way longer. Like, mm, well, not no, way longer, but like a no. decent amount of time. Fury was dead much longer than, than he was. Not yeah, Fury was dead up until like almost the end of the movie. Yeah. Which takes place over a long span of time. Gordon was only dead for 24 hours. Are we talking movie minutes or I'm talking duration? Movie minutes. Like I feel like oh, yes movie to, minutes. Okay. Yes to both. Fury was dead much longer than mm-hmm. than, than Gordon was. Yeah, yeah Gordon like, was dead was ten like minutes tops. Fifteen minutes before the mo- movie ended, they were like, "Oh, you want to go see Nick Fury while she was going to get sewn up from the room after oh, they escaped from the room." Yeah, it just yeah. it felt like longer than that. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like. Like, they just stopped acknowledging Gordon at all, and then all of a sudden he came back. I was like, oh, yeah, right, he's not dead. It was a more heroic death, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because Gordon, Gordon's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually, that, that scene is actually one of my gripes. Not because Gordon takes the bullet and fakes his own death, but more so because you're in an entire parade full of uniformed officers knowing who... Public enemy number one is a guy with scars on his face that make him look like he's got smiles, and nobody notices that the honor guard 
has a guy with scars on his face that make him look like he's got smile. Like, how does that go? How does that happen? How? Like, no. There's no makeup. No one could tell. Oh, holy shit! I'm. I'm I'm running. Yes, no. I I get what you're saying, but like that was the (laughs) the only disappointing scene in this movie for me. It is. is They showed him really quick, though. They do. Sure. But he's still walking in that entire no. parade. Yeah, he is. So there's no way a, a, some other cop, Gordon especially, doesn't like... Yeah, it wasn't like he, he joined a school bus fleet. It was like... Yeah, he's, he's out in yeah. the It's open. not like he joined a school bus fleet. That's <laughs> true. That's the understatement of the, day, of the night. <laughs> Any gripes, guys? Aside from that one? I've got one other small one, and it's why the hell didn't they just drive the wrong way on the one-way street? Why did they go down under the highway? That didn't make any sense. They, they, they said that the, all of the streets were closed, so the Joker puts like a, a lit, like a, a, a fire, fire truck that's truck. on fire, and it forces them to go underneath, but there's nobody coming the other way. Yeah. So just stay above and just go the opposite drive through way. It. They you also could have gotten around that yeah. fire truck. As they drove by, I was like, there's enough space that they could have gone around. Or they could have like, just like nicked it on their way by. There was, but do you what, think six trucks? Yeah. They, 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 they weren't looking for trucks. They weren't, like, suspecting any issues. They were just like, oh, the detour. And how are you... There's a fire truck on fire. How are you not expecting <laughs> trouble after that moment? Nah, Again, it's one of those things that almost works too well in the Joker's favor, where the Joker's almost a... Um, just another man Gotham. A for- like, a, like it, it, a lot of his plans almost come down to fortune. As much as it's, like, being brilliant and playing the field right, some of his shit's fortunate, because... There's some of the things you couldn't possibly have predicted. Yeah. There's no fucking way you could have suspected that they were going to have to go down underground. Easily could have just gone and drove the wrong way down that highway. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's my that's my only two kind of, like, nitpicky things. I have a minor gripe, and I'm almost afraid to bring it up. Go ahead. All right. So, major theme of this movie is the voice of Batman. <sighs> Now, <laughs> they stay consistent with it. Yeah. The one part that bothers me is when he's alone with Lucius Fox. Because Lucius Fox knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. So when they're alone together, and he's at, he doesn't have to. He just he does not bother me. Well, I guess it... Because it, he was really good at like splitting the two uh, people, Batman and Bruce Wayne, and I think that's what he was going for. I just would have made more sense to me if he didn't, if he just talked normally. I don't know if it just, I don't know, it seemed like an unnecessary effort. So what I'm getting here is that you hate mentally handicapped people with dissociative personality disorder? No, don't even mention that. I do not. <laughs> I was just going to ask if anyone remembers if he did the voice when he was with Maggie Gyllenhaal as Batman. Yes. He still did the voice? Okay, yeah. so then at least it's consistent. But yeah. is it a like one-on-one with Maggie Gyllenhaal where he does yeah. it? Yeah, when they, after he, they fall in the car together, they're alone outside. But are they alone, or is there Pretty people alone. around, you know? Because a car just almost got imploded by people <laughs> when people come running to that. That's true. That's fair point. That's fair. fair. I think that the biggest... The biggest mistake they made is, is they made Batman talk so much more in this than they did in Batman Begins. Nobody minds the weird Batman voice in Batman Begins because he only has like eight lines in the entire movie as Batman. This he does so much talking that that's why people make fun of that voice so much because there's so much of it 
You hear it so fucking often. And it says so many stupid quotable lines in so it. So many stupid quotable lines. <laughs> so that's really the problem. It's not It's not the fact that it's a Batman voice. I kind of liked... I mean, that's something new for Batman. He changes yeah. his voice. That, that's something I mean, new to this Batman. Keaton yeah. kind of changes his voice. He talks lower. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, but he talks... It, it doesn't sound like he's, like, talking lower. It sounds like he's just... I don't know if that got picked up. College humor ruined me, though. Oh, God, with the the Pete Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, oh, my God, he knocked it out of the park. Batman is amazing. I watched that before I saw this movie a second time, and I I couldn't take it serious. I was just like, no, can't do it. But, I mean, it wasn't bad for what it was. I just... Sorry, you can continue. I like what they did with the new Batman. It was just a voice changer, but... Yeah, that's it. I like that, too. My whole thing is, I wonder what the public perception would have been if they just didn't do it as drastically. Would people be complaining, like, well, how does everyone know that he keeps a secret identity if he doesn't change his voice? Can't people recognize his voice? Clark Kent just puts on glasses. I, I understand. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have said people anything. People are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. kind of the way that these, that these comic, book movies logic has, the comic book movie logic has always worked, though. So, you know, it's always been, he's wearing, like, this little thing over his eyes. How do you not know that that's Zorro under the mask? Yeah. He has the exact same voice as Bruce Wayne. How do you not know it's Bruce Wayne? He takes his fucking glasses off. How do you not know that's not Clark Kent? Right, so why is he down that road? That's my question. Because, again, this series tries to bring it into a reality of what it would be. And anybody who has any sense, any brain in their head, Mm -hmm. is going to go around breaking all these laws as a vigilante. They're going to try to change the voice in some way or another. Apparently there is some scientific evidence to say that altering something so minute on the face can actually cause facial recognition in human beings to be faltered. You could, in theory, rob a bank by putting a, a, a band-aid like, across your, your eyebrows because everyone's just going to focus in on that band-aid and not be able to pick up enough facial features to identify you. Yeah, and then when you don't have it on you, what? they wouldn't recognize you. Hey. <laughs> what? When you, do, when you don't have it on you, like in the lineup, yeah. if you were to be exactly, caught and yeah. put in the lineup, they'd be like, I don't know which guy it was. He had a band-aid. None of these guys have band-aids. None of them yeah. even have cuts over their eyes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, so so that's that's where that yeah, kind of gets a pass, because he's covering his face, he's got the glasses, Zorro's got the mask, whatever, I don't care. I just think it's the one thing you talk about the most after seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. you know, And it, it takes away... From it, and if has anyone seen Birdman? I haven't yet. Not yet. Well, the Birdman alter ego has Michael Keaton doing a voice like that, and he's making fun of Christian Bell. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> One Batman making fun of another, pretty much. The Batman. <laughs> I found I figured out my favorite part of this movie. I like the um, the the tech in this movie. I think that's my favorite mm-hmm. part. Because it's it's near future enough, and thing? it's real enough, all of it. Okay. The the stupid thing he uses to bend the gun and to cut open the truck and the and the flight suit and the the armor. I'm not going to compare it to other armors that Batman's worn because we're not talking about those movies. But oh, sir, <coughs> you know that we're. I'm thinking about it. Um, Stuff like that, I, I enjoyed it because it did did make it real. Because this is the Batman I can almost appreciate. The Batman who can and does get his ass kicked by dogs. 
Batman has no code with dogs. He murdered lots of them. I also found it really funny that they're all Rottweilers. Did he? Did he? he was still a young oh, Batman. Oh, yeah. He killed he a plenty of dogs. Like, he was still a young Batman. He was still learning the, you know, the game. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure on Dark Knight Rises he'd still murder dogs. No, but what I'm saying is Bruce he gets his ass kicked because he's still learning the game. Yeah. Like, no. whereas, you know, the Ben F like that was a little more, you know, a veteran in the field. Yeah. I like the way they use the same moves, too. Batflick and... and uh, I love the sonar and his mask and his eyes. How he's because that's like again like the game where you use detective mode to mm-hmm. see people on different levels. That was Such really awesome. I didn't like cool. how they didn't turn it off when he was in the fight with the Joker. Yeah, I know that was kind of weird too. I was like, I was this like, is like, inconvenient. Yeah, right now, it's like but hunt in the dark. You got that cool shot of the Joker like right in your face in sonar form. Appearing. Yeah. yeah. I also thought it was interesting the way they gave him the crowbar to fight with in that scene. The Joker. Yeah, I was like. Huh, they're we, making you think something's going to happen here that's not supposed to happen. We all know. Yeah. We all know what happens when the crowbar... When That's why I was crowbar. like, oh shit, he has a crowbar. And three dogs. Oh wait, they're dead. Never mind, he's got a crowbar. But we haven't been given a Robin. Right, yeah. exactly. There's no Robin yet! Did anybody notice when he... Uh, I don't remember where they were, but they had the... the uh, the newspaper with the next victim on it. Mm-hmm. The mayor. Yeah. And he wrote, ha, ha, ha. That was like the same font as the tattoo that Jared Leto has that mm. says, ha, ha. It's uh, also the exact same font that the Batman sculpture in the Batcave in Batman vs. Superman has. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Joke's yeah. on you, yeah. Oh, you Oh, you mean... So all Joker's have <laughs> the same penmanship mm-hmm. is what we're... Just oh, like, they I all felt keep like something was, the same. I felt like that was a tip of the hat to the Dark Knight trilogy from BBS. I just always thought that the Joker always did a lot of, like, graffiti ha-ha-has and they always kind of looked creepy like that. Because mm-hmm. like the games do it too. Mm-hmm. That is true. I think my favorite part would be every single Joker terrorist video where he has like a hostage and they're reading yeah. something off and he's in the background laughing and telling them what to say and threatening. So that was really well done. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris Mel. Heath Ledger demanded to shoot those scenes. He, he, like, they like they were, like, actually scripted, and they were supposed to be done in a certain way, and he went up to Christopher Nolan every time and was like, no, 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 just give, just give me the camera. I got this. No, you're gonna fuck this up. My Joker's got a way he's gonna do it. Don't worry about it. Like, legitimately, he directed those scenes with him and one other guy in a... He stayed true to what he was doing in the movie, too. Yeah. So. It's the mo- it's so authentic because of that. I'm comparing it to something else. Forget it. He had another scene in that movie that's pretty famous that he improvised when uh, Gordon gets named commissioner and everyone's clapping. He's not supposed to start. He's not supposed to start to clap. No one's supposed to stop and look at him. And that that was a really well done scene. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, he looked crazy on that scene. Oh, I found in his pockets were knives and lint. <laughs> Laying out the knives. There was like a table. <laughs> there was a potato lint. peeler. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah. That main knife that he used. For Gamble and with um, Rachel, they yeah. they both that, that looked like a potato peeler. It was kind of like full in the hand, kind yeah. of fairly short blade. I was like, I may have been that a fucking potato peeler. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really show how he killed Gamble because it was in the mouth. I thought he just and then he kind of just dropped him, and I'm like, 
I don't. Yeah, I didn't think he would die that fast. Yeah, no, he definitely. That was was bad. Yeah, it was cheesy. cheesy. Like it it was as if he was giving him the Joker scar. Right, but he was up here, and then all of a sudden he dropped down to the floor. I was like, "There's no scream." I guess there was a a slip, and maybe just cut the juggler or whatever. That's why I figured it was. Yeah. Or I mean, it could just be the scene is longer than what they they showed, where he gives him the Joker scars and then slit his throat. We're gonna have tryouts. In the Ultimate Edition. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so glad that doesn't exist. It might, though. Like, there's, there's probably a special Ultimate Edition no. of this movie. I would enjoy some deleted scenes from this. But it grossed over a billion dollars, so... <laughs> you don't need it. It's that the DC I mean, Money doesn't make anything, though, because BVS made yeah. shit ton of money. It's, not, it's not their purview yet. I'm going to do a two-parter, because oh. I didn't do my favorite scene yet, and then I just have one, like... Notable gripe. Mm-hmm. So my favorite scene is uh, Joker and Two Face in the hospital when he's explaining to Two Face how chaos works and just you can just see the light bulb going on and like, well, there's no coming back from this. Harvey Dent's now Two Face. It's over. Save it to chance. Gotham is screwed. So that was really powerful and I enjoyed that. And my gripe with the movie is just it's more a gripe for me than in general. It's a cliche that I hate. The note that she gives Alfred. Give it to him when the time is right. I fucking hate when they do that in movies. Yeah, but he didn't, did he? No, he no, he, no, he didn't. But I just hate that line. I hate that, here's something that you can't read, but this character's supposed to read. When the time is right, it's almost like she you decide. Although that. she did say, she did tell him to read it. I mean, she's like, it's not closed. Did she tell him to read it? She said, she said it's not closed. Yeah. Anybody get a kill? Because he, because... Um, Alfred's like, well, when should I give it to him? And then she responds with, it's not, it's not closed. Yeah. Do it when it's right. And frankly, he oh, I did... thought she meant. It. I thought she said it, it's not close. Like it's the not, time wasn't no, no, close. Not closed. Oh, that's what I. That's what I had heard. No. Mm. Yeah, I didn't hear the D at the end. Did he do the right thing though? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. After he's sitting there, after he got his ass kicked, and then they like. Rachel sent you away from me. Rachel like, just died. He just lost the only hope that he was going to be able to walk away from being Batman. Yeah. The Joker's controlling the city. His next hope is... <laughs> By the way, you, you lost money. this one, too. By the way, even if she had managed to survive, yeah, she was never going to be with you. Right. Like, no. No, no, no. You burned the shit. You burned the fuck out of that letter. That was Batman's snap. He, yeah, and he's and like, I'm going to join the Joker's team. Yeah, Exactly. And he took it, and then Bruce is like, what was that? Uh, it can wait. And he just, yeah, sure it can. Batman's got so many things on his mind, there's yeah. no way he's going to remember that one note that was sitting on his breakfast. It's true. <laughs> that one day after Rachel dies. I like the uh, origin of the coin, too. Uh, speaking of the coin, I wrote my notes. How many other things do you think he got because of that coin? Like, I before hope it was burned? I was like, you know he had to have gotten sex, like, at least once. Oh, at least (laughs) once. He's like, if it's heads, where to go hang out in the back of my El Camino? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically speaking, it is, it was what got him the first date with Rachel. Yeah. And she probably, she probably got it on the first date. Uh Harvey Dent is one smooth motherfucker. She got a hell of a smile, am I right, guys? You ain't lying. Harvey Dent can oh, get no, it. Oh, no, Frank said no, guys. Harvey Dent can get it. Yeah, Harvey Dent can, Dent can get, get it. it. Oh, I like them as Frankenstein. I, yeah, I like them better with the burnt face. <laughs> I like them when he was selling me cigarettes. 
I just like that. I just like that trailer for that movie when when they make his mouth move slow enough that it looks like he's shooting the bullet. They put the machine gun uh, sound effect over it. Tangent complete. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Any more grapes? Any more things that we need to, to talk about, or should we move on is, to? Uh, is this the last of Gordon, like in Batman that we've seen? No, he was no. Commissioner Gordon in Commissioner Batman Rises. Rises. No, that's what I'm saying. In this Batman trilogy, is this the last we've seen until the new? Guy, well, we saw him in. He wasn't in BVS. I'm trying oh, to. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. That's J.K. Simmons, though. No. Yeah, no. He hasn't been in any. No, no, he hasn't okay. been in any. Yeah. I liked him. I thought he worked. I know he's in Gotham, but like that show's terrible. So, you mean as the character Gordon? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, or <laughs> that show's terrible. It's yeah. I gave that show a chance. I don't know. I heard the second season is better than the first season. I heard they're the starting Really? Yeah. I heard it's the okay show. It's not, not great. Not good. I got. <laughs> I, tur- I stopped that. Like I just can't episodes. wait. I just can't wait for Bruce to be Nightwing. No, because <laughs> they're not going to make him Batman. It's not going to. They f- they focus a, l- a lot on like the father son relationship between Gordon and his son. And I'm like, what about like his daughter? Because she's like who? Because <laughs> she's way more important. Yeah. Than- <laughs> yeah. That is actually a really fair point. <laughs> In this universe, consider- Yeah. Uh, just one of the things I wanted to talk about before we stop talking about this movie is just like how how well the movie writes the subtlety of of Bruce Wayne and Batman being separate and Bruce Wayne keeping up his ruse. Like there's one the scene at the party when he gets there, he goes out on the balcony, mm-hmm. he's got the glass of champagne, he just tosses the champagne over the edge and yep. holds onto the glass. And I'm like, very clever. I, hope I, was I rewound like, it yeah. to make sure I saw what I yeah. saw, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right, that's 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 a nice touch. That one scene too, where Bruce crashes his Lamborghini. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah I, really, then, I really like that scene. Then Gordon, catch Gordon's the like, uh, "That was very brave what you did, Mister Wayne." Yeah, trying to catch the light. light? He's like, "Is there a hospital I can go to?" You really don't watch the news, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really weird is like, I don't know if it's Gary Oldman breaking as Commissioner Gordon, or if it's Commissioner Gordon thinking that something bigger is happening, like having his suspicions. Because he, like, the way he shoots him will look like, you don't watch the news, do you? Like, it looked like he knew more than what he was leading on. And it may have just been Gary Oldman breaking because the scene was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Probably Gary Oldman breaking. I think it was, I think I think it was the smile of a man who realizes he's dealing with an idiot. Oh, very possible, too. That, that is a third option I did not consider. That's the way I took that smile. I was like, he knows he's dealing with a fool. Yeah. I, I also like um, him falling asleep. Because it serves two purposes. It, it shows that he's tired because he goes out all night fighting criminals. But it also makes perfect sense that this guy who has no actual business acumen has to sit in these boring-ass board meetings about, like, with an accounting firm. <laughs> like, I think, we should move on. I think we should move on to rating it. I think so, too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's not drag it like a henchman through a building with a grappling hook. Deep. <laughs> So we're going to read it now. Um, here on Zero's Talking Heroes, we use our patent-pending Infinity Stones <laughs> system. Ooh. Name may be adjusted. It's a mouthful. But how it works is we each rate the movie based on... We give it a number of Infinity Stones, with one being the worst, six being the best. You can go below one if you so choose. <laughs> Thanks, sequel. And if you give us, and if you give the movie six stones, you also have the option to include an Infinity Gauntlet, 
which is for the best of the best, and use it at your own discretion. Let's kick things off with our reading, and let's go to... You know, let's start with Matt. I'm curious. God. <laughs> By the gods. Let's not start with Matt. I'm not curious anymore. <laughs> I'll go. Frank. Um, this movie was good. Um, solid performances for everybody. I was a little bored at some parts, but it wasn't enough to put me asleep. I know I t- said that earlier. Um, this movie was good. It had good action. Uh, I want to give it five stones because of the Joker. Because he was my favorite part. So I'm going to do that. Whoa. Sequel? I'm going to go five and a half. Five and a shard. However we do it. I really like it. it it's really good for the re- all the reasons we said. The Joker's performance. Everyone's performance with Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. We didn't talk nearly enough about him. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talked about Gary Oldman at the end. He's a tr- very underrated actor, too. Um, it's the best Batman movie by far. It really is. The only reason I'm going five and a half is because I like Mad Max more, and I give that a six. <laughs> you can give multiple sixes. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but the six, I feel, is special. Mm-hmm. He's so. saving that for Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Yeah, the movie writes itself. So, <laughs> five and a shard. Matt, are you ready yet? I was ready when you came to me the first time. Are you sure? Yeah. Except for your hands were up and you're like, mm. I just fucking hate Batman. That's Drooling it. into a cup. Uh, I like this movie for what it is. Uh, it's a fun movie. It's Batman being gritty and punching people and getting bitten by dogs. Um... You captured the essence of the plot so Sequel well. said it best. It's got a lot of great actors in it. It's got a really good performance of the Joker. So far, the best until we get more Leto. Then we'll see. Uh, I'm going to give this movie four sounds. That's how I feel. It's higher than I thought it was going to be, so... I see things for more than my hatreds, Joe. That's good. I don't like Batman either. That'll come in handy with this podcast. <laughs> Corey, I think I know what you're going to do, but... <laughs> God. Here it is. Here it is. So this movie, like I've said at the top, and I probably have been talking more than I should this entire podcast, um, is ridiculously good, and it all comes down to Heath Ledger being the cornerstone for how great this movie is. I was not planning on dropping this rating until a very special movie happened. That's not going to happen for a while. I know when it's happening. But, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to drop it early. Um, this movie is going to get six stones for me, almost exclusively off of the back of Heath Ledger. Everything else makes this movie good. Heath Ledger makes this movie better. Cody likes me. <laughs> I really like this movie. It's really good. It's not enough for me to give it a six. There, I'm not going to say there are lulls in this movie or times when I'm bored, just... The rewatchability of this movie is not as good, as high for me as it is for other movies, mm. but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot the first time I saw it in theaters, and I saw it once on TV, and then this is the first time I'm seeing the entire movie without commercials, and again, so I enjoyed it just as much, if not more, as I did the first time. Everyone's solid in the movie, Heath Ledger's amazing, so I'm, I'm giving it five stones, because I can't go lower than that. That would be crazy yeah, for me. So that's going to do it for our discussion of The Dark Knight. Let's go around the table and do our recommendations for what you should do in between now and when you listen to our next episode. Corey? I would recommend that you spend some time with your parents. I don't know if you guys um, ever just 
go home for a night. I don't live very close to my parents. I live about three hours away, and I got to see um, both my parents this weekend, and it was actually quite nice. I usually don't love it, but, you know. It's the distance thing. Yeah. Makes it nicer when you see each other. It, it is very true. So, if you haven't seen your parents in a while, go home and see your parents. Have, let, let them make you dinner. I know you feel like you're an adult, probably. Just the man they make you dinner. Just, <laughs> just show up. Mom, I live on Dino Nugs. Make some echo food. I need nourishment. <laughs> nothing vegetables. <laughs> nothing beats mom and dad's home cooked meals. That's for sure. Mm. Sequel. I recommend you go out and watch the movie The Professional, starring Gary Oldman and other people. Natalie Portman's in it also. It's his best movie. What? That's a good cast. Yeah. Coming from movie. you? Yeah, that that's Gary Oldman's best movie. I know Harry Potter's in Harry Potter, but wow, I'm, it really is. I don't He's think a, I've ever even seen that movie. It's very, very good. It's different. Also Fifth Element, so... Yeah, true. But this movie... I, th- I think Gary Oldman's a very underrated actor. He's been in a lot of good movies. He's a good character actor, so check that out. He is good. I'm going to go next. I'm going to mix up the order. Mine's very simple. Find a puppy, play with that puppy. Mm. Preferably a puppy belonging to someone you know, otherwise you're a weird guy in the park. It's true. <laughs> Hello. I found a puppy and play with it. Is that yours? Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm taking the puppy though. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Frank? I am going to recommend that you go to the shooting range and shoot a gun. And try it. You might like it. It's fun. Just be safe about it, please. Did Just, you go on Sunday? I didn't. Huh. I'm gonna go this weekend. Exercise the Second Amendment, baby. I forgot that phone, so I wouldn't have known. And I don't think you I'm gonna try to go on Saturday. And Matt? Yeah. I recommend that you research something that you are... I don't want to say you're obsessed with, but just something that interests you. Fall down a rabbit hole. You did that last week. Yeah, that was last week. Did I? Yes. No. Yes, you did. did. Fuck. (laughs) This is what happens when you don't listen to the last week's... You prepare at all. (laughs) Okay. uh, My new recommendation is... uh, You know what? Make your own alcohol at home. Like Preferably in the bathtub. Preferably in the bathtub. If you have a spare one, bathtub gin is delicious. But start small. Make beer, make some mead. Some punch. It's good. It's easier than you think. Solid recovery. <laughs> no way I fucking did that. Did I? You did. I yes. swear to God. For fuck's sake. Here's a good take. It's the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, superstitions, relax. And Hubert also gave you notes, so yeah, you sure. should have that check. Shit. Shithead. <laughs> he spells in Swahili. Let's plug our shit. Yes, before we get out of here, if you'd like to get in contact with us, let us know how we're doing, let us know how you're doing. Tell us stuff we missed about The Dark Knight or any other movie we've covered. Let us know what movie you want to listen to us cover. There's so many ways you can do that, the first of which is send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. You can look for us on Facebook with searching Zeros Talking Heroes in the search bar. Or Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. And last but not least, please find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, and if you want to throw us a review too, that's cool, but really the rating would be huge in getting our name out there and maybe getting us featured on something on iTunes. Guess we didn't have any of those. No, not, not, not this week. <laughs> and tell a friend.
Yeah, tell a friend. Yes, tell tell someone who's into the same movies you are. We'll be at New York Comic Con. Or one of us will be. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be at New York Comic Con on uh, the Friday. I think it's October 7th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, Go see Joe. Joe. Yeah. Well, he'll be wearing a shirt that says, I'm Joe from ZTH Podcast. I like it. I probably won't be. <laughs> he might be. Free hugs. Free hugs from Joe. I'll be wearing a shirt, that's for sure. Hey, yo. <laughs> well, that's upsetting. If not, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, next time we're going to be doing Sin City, right? Sin yes. City? Yes, sir. That's what we're doing next? All right. Sin City. Sin City. Nice and light. Yeah, you know. Right? <laughs> nice light palace. Pick up, pick up, yeah, pick up the tone after the past couple we've been doing. Should we be doing that? Should we be rearranging our shit so we have like a, a, a sine wave instead of just like... Maybe in the future. <laughs> you don't produce the show, so shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. It gets lighter after this one. Like, way lighter, so we'll be fine. Thankfully. So stick with us. Do these dark and dreary movies. They're still good. It's the shit that people want to hear. So thank you once again for listening to Zero's Talking Heroes on behalf of Frank, Matt, Corey, and Sequel. So long, everybody. Bye.